0: Hi everyone, and welcome back for another Toasted Tale with me, Jim. I'm really happy you decided to join me today around the fireside. If, like me, you enjoy hearing stories, then you've come to the right place. I think there's interesting information to be found on every subject. All it's waiting for is to be found and shared. In this podcast, we're going to take a random subject and use it as a seed... To do some research, and in that time, I'll do my best to find a story within that hopefully I and you will find enjoyable. So let's bring in the subject randomizer, give it a spin, and find out what today's topic will be! Alright, so today it's landed on Simon's Model. Now this is one of those subjects that I know I'm going to learn something new about, because I have never heard of Simon's model before, nor have I known anyone who studied it. I'm just a guy who likes finding interesting stories and learning a thing or two along the way. Now so as not to keep you guys waiting around, I know you're probably very busy and you've got a lot of things to do in your day, I have already completed the research. and I'm really excited to share with you what I found. Firstly, Simon's model is not about a model named Simon, no, it's about decisions. Now chances are, you make thousands of these a day. You might be one of those people who really enjoys charting the direction your group should take, and making the important decisions that affect your life. Or you may be a member of the group who hates making them, and attempts to avoid them at all cost. Decisions can be difficult to make because sometimes there are many options you can choose from and sifting through each of the possibilities can take up valuable time and energy. It can also be easy to second-guess yourself when you have choices that can feel comparable. What goes into making decisions then? And is it even worth delving in deeply to something we all do so much? Well, personally, I think it really is important. Because your ability to make a good or bad decision can greatly impact living a happy and successful life in future. There are many different things that influence decision making. Some of these include past experiences of making decisions, cognitive biases that skew our thinking, concerns about committing to something and the responsibility that may bring, our specific demographics like age or socioeconomic status, and the belief we have in ourselves to speak into the matter at hand. These things all impact the decision-making process and the way decisions are made. The cruel joke of struggling to make decisions is sly and underhand. We may tell ourselves that not making our desires known on a situation is okay, and that just going along with others is just us being agreeable. Unfortunately, this isn't how it usually plays out, and can often have a variety of effects that not only impact us, but also those around us. Honestly, making decisions is hard, and is not easy for anyone. Oftentimes, decisions can be quite complex, and have got to take in many different factors. You need to weigh up different things, and so that's why it can so often be so difficult to make a decision that no decision is made at all. For people who really struggle as well, it can mean making distinctions between two very easy options, like where you want to go and eat out for dinner, almost impossible to do. The fact of the matter is, is that your opinion matters, though. Chances are there are people in your past where you have expressed an opinion or tried to make a decision on something, and they have reacted badly. Either they've blown up at you for giving an opinion they don't agree with, or you've tried to make a decision on something and they've disregarded it and maybe made you feel small. This can of course deter us from trying to do that in the future and set a precedent in our mind that people don't want to hear what we have to say. This is not true, and if you find people in your life who you trust, and who are decent human beings, who will listen and not judge you for having an opinion, making decisions that affect you can be beneficial for everyone. After all, we can't control the reactions of other people. We can only control our own. Furthermore, chances are you are a good person, who has people in their lives who either you care about or want to care about. Understanding, as we all do, how sometimes it can be difficult to make certain decisions. You may understand what I mean when I say that it feels like a burden. When someone asks your opinion on something, it's like a weight on your shoulders, in your stomach like a stone. Imagining the weight of a decision as a physical object can be quite useful in this situation. If you are with people and a decision needs to be made on a subject, then this weight can be shared between the people involved in many ways. If everyone gives their opinion on the decision, then the weight of the outcome can be shared among everyone. If you feel like you're going to be agreeable and you're just going to let the other people make the decision, then effectively you're shirking that weight that could be carried by yourself. And even though you didn't intend it, it adds more weight Onto to the decisions of the other people around you. How frustrating is it then, that for someone who's struggling so much with making a decision because it's too much to do, by making the decision, you're actually helping those around you, by helping them with their own problems as well. You'll be forgiven in thinking that that was a very roundabout way of making a point, but I do feel like it's worth pointing out anyway. And if you are someone who knows that making decisions is a very difficult thing, as I have been in the past, there have been times where I have really struggled making decisions. Simple and really complex. But if you want to try and improve this side of your life, then enter stage left, the Simon's Model. The Simon's Model was developed by Herbert Simon where he pioneered the field of decision support systems. According to Simon, in 1960, decision-making is a process with distinct stages. He suggested for the first time the decision-making model of human beings. His model of decision-making had three stages. Stage one, intelligence, which deals with the problem identification and the data collection on the problem. Two, design which deals with the generation of alternative solutions to the problem at hand. And three, choice, which is by taking all the options you and your group have come up with and selecting the one that best solves the original problem. Now, the intelligence stage isn't actually about anyone's intelligence. Rather, searching for or formulating the problem. This can mean many things, from identifying or detecting a problem or opportunity, or detecting anything which does not go according to plan, abide by a rule, or meet a required standard. The design solution can then go ahead, once the problem has been outlined, by designing solutions to solve these identified problems. If you have any data that can be grabbed at this point to back up any solutions you can come up with, then this may also help with the next stage. The final of these phases is choice. In this, you compare all the options you come up with to decide which one's the best. This can often be done by taking the data from each option and comparing them together to find which is most suitable, and using these to fix the most important part of the original problem. So, now that we know the steps, let's maybe go through an example of what you may be faced with in life, and how the Simon model can help you. I, on a regular basis, struggle with where to go eat out. I know, a big problem. But me and friends will be sitting there trying to decide which is the best place to eat. So, using the intelligence section first, we've already identified the problem. We're all starving, we're hungry, tummy's rumbling, no one's having a good time. The data we have to back up this problem is the fact that we're all telling each other we're hungry so we know which problem we need to fix. Next, for the design section, we need to generate a selection of solutions that may fix the problem. One after another, each of us suggests a different restaurant. One says Italian, another curry, the third sushi. Each one suggested with the understanding that we've probably been there before and we like what they have to offer. In the end, we then need to make a choice. After a short discussion, the pizza and the sushi are struck off. We're not feeling that kind of food, so we're left with curry. We love the taste, it'll fill our bellies, the restaurant's lovely and the servers are polite. Problem sorted and decision made. Now, I appreciate that this is quite a simple problem, but it's one that we all face, can relate to, and brings out the, uh oh, I don't mind, what do you thinks? in all of us. After hearing all that you may be interested as to why Simon was so interested in human decision-making. As a youngster he was exposed to a wide variety of books, music and activities for him to enjoy. He recounts vividly of the extracurricular activities such as baseball, football, hiking, camping and reading he enjoyed and was encouraged to experience by his family. And this was a family who indeed knew the power of making big decisions. Following the entire family moving from Germany in 1903, they wanted to give their sons the confidence and experiences to best equip them for making similarly difficult decisions in future. He tells in his biography that it was at the family dinner table where discussion and debate would take place weaving through political, and sometimes scientific subjects, prevalent at the time. It was here where everyone was encouraged to have an opinion and voice their thoughts. One of Herbert's early inspirations, and another fan of the debating arts, came from his uncle Harold Merkel, who worked and was a fan of economics and psychology. This was his first opening to the social sciences, and after the unfortunate early death of his uncle, Herbert was set on a path to follow him. In 1933, Simon entered the University of Chicago to study social sciences and mathematics. The path that this would lead him on would take him all across the country and have him working in different roles in universities such as a research assistant, professors and department chairman. The research that pertains to this episode really began when Simons was doing his doctoral dissertation, and this work would continue throughout his life, serving eventually as the foundation of his life's work. The principles and ideas he created and helped develop had a wide reach, impacting upon the development of artificial intelligence, psychology, pedagogy, sociology, and economics. Throughout Simon's career he received over eleven top-level honours in his life, including in 1978 where he won the Nobel Memorial Prize in economics for his pioneering research into the decision-making process within economic organisations. He also received an honorary doctorate from the Lund School of Economics and Management and honorary degrees from the universities of Pavia, Harvard and Buenos Aires. It's clear to me that the man lived an interesting and full life, one which would have required many a decision to be made. I think you can get a real feel for a person by asking them what was the most difficult decision you ever made and what were the ramifications of making that choice. Now if Simons was alive today I'd probably ask him that even though there's a small part of me that would almost hope for a grandiose response coming from a man who dedicated so much of his life to the study of human decision making his answer would probably be a lot more human and i'd like to how you and i would answer the same question out of all the decisions you've made today There is one that I wholeheartedly support, and that is to spend time with me around the fireside. Thank you so much for that. I really enjoyed learning about Simon's model, but it makes it all the more awesome to know that I learnt this stuff alongside you guys. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, then I release new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. If you want to know when new episodes get released then the best way to do this is to follow me on Twitter. My handle is at Podcast Tale. It's on there that new episodes get announced and also anything interesting that I find gets posted as well. Once again that's at Podcast Tale for more. Finally, if you want to support the show further then you can do so by sharing, commenting, and rating this episode. These are all ways to help spread the Toasted Tale podcast to new listeners. Thank you once again for supporting this little project of mine, and I hope you all have a lovely rest of day. I will speak to you all again soon for another Toasted Tale by the Fireside.